Welcome back, friends. It is Locked On Chiefs. We have a great show for you, and they've made some changes. We have a lot to discuss with the covers of the injuries, the surprise cuts, and what their impact is going to be. We have a lot for you today on Locked On Chiefs. Welcome. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. Thank you all for listening. And two preseason games down, one to go. There is a little bit of injury news to talk about, uh, and we will get to that in a minute. Uh, We also need to talk about uh, some cuts that were made today. Yeah, got caught by surprise myself, and we don't want you to be caught by surprise, so we're going to tell you right now about the Locked On Podcast Network. We're doing it again. August 30th through September 8th is our ultimate season preview for every team in every division not just with the hosts of those teams and those shows, but with Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. If you enjoyed the draft show, you're going to love this one. All you got to do is search for the Ultimate Season Preview 2021. You'll find it on all of your podcast apps. You'll find it here on YouTube as well. So uh, welcome. Uh, and we are in- free all in all platforms. Just want to point that out because that is changing with that podcasts. Is, that is a good point. Everything is free. If you want Locked On, it's free no matter where you find it. Um, injury list was a little bit more extensive than I thought it was going to be today. Yeah, and it's a little concerning, but at the same time, I guess if you really look at it, two guys are sick, and it doesn't seem like it's COVID-related. At least that's what they're saying right now. Uh, Chris Jones was sick. Dorino Daniel was sick. Yasir Durant had a con- is in the concussion protocol as well. We didn't know about that one. We did know about Daryl Williams in the concussion mm-hmm. protocol. So both of those guys are in concussion protocol. Uh, Frank Clark and Rashad Fenton have hamstring issues. Uh, we knew about Clark, uh, kind of knew about Fitton because he didn't play, and that was talked about after the game. Tyree Kill didn't play either, but he did practice today, and it does sound like Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was a full participant in practice. Yeah, that, that's a positive sign, right? To get your two kind of surprised, honestly. Yeah, I kind of am a little bit too. Uh, Andy said that his foot was still a little bit sore, and that's, I guess, to be expected, but a positive sign for him to be out there. And honestly, the bigger thing is Tyree Kill because – you take it easy on your stars in yep. the preseason. You got to hope that that pays off, and you don't end up getting you know very close to the, the regular season with one of them banged up. Yeah, and you would hope that that's going to be the case. So that's something to definitely watch going forward. And I am not sure who's going to be playing in this game coming up on Sunday or on, sorry on Friday. I apologize. Uh, going to be very interesting to see how that ends up because Andy Reid said the starters will play into the second half. <laughs> Just don't know. There's no way to know. <laughs> yeah. I, I guarantee you Mahomes doesn't play into the second half. Right. I'll be surprised if he plays into the second quarter. That's kind of my thought as well. Like Andy's been good about getting him out. I, I think the O-line might go a little bit later. We've seen that yeah. consistently so far. Although I also will say I won't be shocked if he doesn't play at all. Oh, I can only hope. If it was me, if it was me, I wouldn't play him at all. I mean, because the last thing in the world you need him to do is like run for another 16 yards or something yep. and just make me nervous. Yeah. And Ryan just kind of cringe every time he takes off past the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So I know I get it. And, you know, the other thing I want to talk about really quick before we get into the uh, cuts that were made, Matt Nagy in Chicago is really struggling with his QB decision. And I don't understand why. Yeah, I don't either. Um, is it Justin Fields, the guy that you you know spent a high draft pick on in the first round, 
or is it Andy Dalton, a known entity that has never been really able to push the ball down the field at all? That is at best, in my opinion, um, a game manager at this point. Yeah, and Andy Dalton is not Alex Smith. Alex Smith had had very good seasons, multiple se- very good seasons for the Chiefs before they drafted Mahomes. So, you know, those you can't make those comparisons to me. So, I really have no idea what Matt Nagy's doing. I think Fields needs to start, but man, did Fields ever get rocked in that game? Yeah, you hate to see that, man. And, I, and what I think- was he doing playing in the fourth quarter? That that's the big question. I mean, I'm I'm glad that Matt, since his departure from Kansas City, has kind of taken bits and pieces of Andy and, and molded his own philosophy. I, I think he needs to rethink that one though. Playing him into the fourth quarter doesn't make any sense because you're getting into your third string guys and you're having your first round draft pick. And honestly, I'm impressed with Fields the way he talks about it. I mean, he says mm-hmm. that Andy's the guy and that you know he's just sitting there learning and he doesn't like fans booing Andy when he's on the field or calling for fields to play and I get it, but man, that's a rough situation. It is. But I mean, this is on Nagy at the end of the day, he is your first round pick, the future of your franchise at the position. You have to protect him. It's one thing to play with backups, the threes and the fours. No, that's it's going to prove to be problematic. If he continues, I don't think that he will. I hope you're right for his sake, and I hope you're right for Chicago's sake because I think that they are really close to being able to compete if they get a QB that can play pretty well. And they've got a piece in Allen Robinson who I think is really going to help as well. Yeah, and, you know, all that comes down to the quarterback decision, and that's it's something that's a very interesting prop right now. And if you want to get your action in on the gridiron or elsewhere or something crazy like a quarterback prop, uh, betonline.ig is the best place to do it. It's your number one spot for pro and college action this season. Get all the odds, props, contests, and the biggest one is a half-million-dollar mega contest and the world's largest 200,000 NFL Survivor contest. They're both open now at betonline.ag. Head over to the website, use any device that you like, and you'll get a 100% welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. and That's on the September 9th game. Uh, if you make a wager, $25 for new customers only, even if you lose, you get your money back. Not a big deal. I think that it's a, it's an easy way to get the feel for it, and Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get the feel for all of your online favorites, from football to all the other things that are going on. They can help you out. Make sure you use the locked on promo code that is locked on all one word at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. I was a little bit caught off guard here when the announcement came today. Were you? A little bit, and we'll talk about the three veterans that got waived. But I want to talk really quick. I was. Actually, just a little surprised that Riley Cole and Anthony Gordon got cut already. I'm surprised about the quarterback. I don't think that Riley was in a position to make any headway, so good for him to have a chance to lock on with somebody else. And I guess I understand what you're saying about the headway situation, but I do think that he showed more promise than – and you don't know what you have with him when you know what you have in other guys that are on your roster right now. Yeah, I, I I don't know that I would agree that he showed any promise to be overtaking anybody that's currently on the roster. There's three guys fighting for two spots at the linebacker spot, as far as I'm concerned. I don't think he could touch any of them in terms of being able to be a force on special teams and eventually grow into a, a bit player. Well, and that's fair. I guess I just was looking at – I thought he showed more than at least some of the other guys that are still on the roster is, I guess, really where I was going with it. Mm-hmm. Now, you start talking about Brian Witzman, that doesn't shock me. Right. Uh, he was signed after Long got hurt, right? Or was it after LDT got hurt? One of those two guys got hurt, and they signed Witzman. So I knew he wasn't going to be long for the roster. 
Yeah, that that was a comfort signing, familiarity, able to step in and just go. Um, but luckily, the younger guys have come along. It's kind of a theme today. Good grief. And just remember, several years ago, Winsman was a starter on this offensive line. Yep. Yeah, that's – Tells you. you about progress. <laughs> thank you that we're not still there. <laughs> so the other two guys, you know, Will Parks had, is having a bad week. Yeah, I'm I'm really disappointed for him. I think he's a player that still has something to give this league, and I thought his veteran presence was going to help them in this particular room. Maybe that's just not needed with Tyron there, and that's enough. Um, I thought maybe they knew what they had in him, and that's why they didn't give him many snaps. Same thing with Armani Watts. I, I think this might have been a uh, uh, a respect move to let him go now when there are still a lot of cuts to happen, they've let it know that he's been out there and he can catch on somewhere else. Yeah. And that's after he got a fine for his hit in the first pre first chiefs preseason game. Yeah. Uh, what $4,900 for something that uh, last year was a legal play. And I still don't understand how it's illegal right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I cannot pull that rabbit out of the hat for you. I don't understand it either. <laughs> The other guy was a shocker to me, and I was still a little shocked with Parks, but I was really shocked about Taco Charlton. Yeah. Uh, I do think that that means that they think that his ankle is not going to be okay and that they don't think he's going to be healthy enough to help them early in the season, which becomes a big issue with Frank Clark on the mid. It is, and I think that says a number of things. We'll probably talk about the longer-term ramifications uh, after we get back in a couple of minutes, but like for right now – the ankle is a serious thing. And I know that it's been, I, I, even when I was out there last week, it, he didn't look like he was moving normally. Clearly he hasn't been as productive as some of the younger guys. Um, Tim Ward in particular, he's been running with him as a pair. Um, Mike Dana got a start. So you, you know that Dana was going to be in that rotation. When we were in OTAs, I expected Taco to be the other backup. Clearly the addition of Alex Okafor, I think is what made it possible for them to say, if he can't produce, we can let him go because Okafor is a guy that can do spot duty and can produce when needed. Yeah. But you're asking a lot from Okafor to stay healthy and yeah. you still have the rookies in Dana and Kando. So are you going to keep both those guys and Okafor and Chris Jones and Frank Clark? I mean, mm -hmm. where are you going to go? Yeah. I'm going to keep all of them. Uh, Kando is the, the only one that I think is iffy. Um, I think Dana and Okafor are going to be the primary backups at this point. And maybe you keep Kando if you think that he can get there in a in a be productive for a few relief snaps in in a few weeks. He looks like he needs more time than that to me. But then the question becomes: I don't think he's put anything on film yet that makes Kando somebody that I think will get lifted um, when he if he were to be released before they could get him back on the practice squad. But they may be concerned about that. I think they should be concerned about that. D-end is one of the top premium positions in the NFL. I mean, uh, you know, we argue about Jody Fortson or wide receivers, and, and there's plenty of talk to have about those guys. But D-end is a premium position. Tight end and wide receiver aren't. So yeah. anybody that can rush the passer, somebody is going to generally go take a chance. And I think Kando is probably going to be drafted by somebody else. I don't think he was going to go undrafted. So I would not be shocked if he gets claimed if, if they do cut it. Yeah, it's definitely a possibility. There are a lot of which, teams out there. Which I wonder if that means that the Chiefs are going to possibly have two draft picks that aren't going to make the team from this draft. 
Yeah, it's definitely leaning that way. Um, I can't, I can't guarantee it. it. It comes down to, so you have Dan and Okafor as your backups. Like you said, tough for Alex to stay healthy. Can't have that expectation that he can play 17 games. There's no way. Well, what about Ward? Are you figuring Ward's going to be cut? No, I'm, I'm figuring if they keep Ward, then maybe they try to get Kano to Kano the practice squad. squad, right? Yeah, that it comes down to the two of them, in my opinion. And and I don't know that six is exactly what they're trying to do. Now, the other side of that is there's only four defensive tackles. So you're not keeping five. There aren't five defensive tackles. And, and again, I'm counting Chris Jones as an end. There are not 45 defensive tackles that are going to make this roster, and they shouldn't. There are four guys. So that could let you keep six and still stay at the magic number of 10 for the defensive front. But that seems a little thin to me. Yeah, no, I can't disagree with you. And then, like I said, you know, the bigger question to me that we still haven't discussed is what do you do about the Powell? Yeah, that's going to remain to be seen. He's got four quarters to make an impression. And I haven't seen it happen yet. Now, maybe the Gordon uh, wave helps that. If the Chiefs feel that Michelle is playing better, which I don't necessarily agree with, but that's fine. If they feel that he's the best option, maybe that helps Powell get a leg up. Um, we'll just have to see how that goes. I think there are bigger questions about how they deal with the what, what the release of Taco actually means and how they deal with it going forward. But before we get to that, um, they need all the bits and pieces that they can get to get this defense together. They played a very good game the other night, but you need everything that you need for your car or truck, and the easiest place to get that is rockauto.com. You can save up to 100% in any number of ways along the way in getting actual parts that are actually in stock and not going to a brick-and-mortar store who might not have all everything that you need for your model, your vehicle, you can save time, and that's honestly the biggest savings, I think. They're a family business. They've been in business for 20 years. You can trust everything that they have is going to be in that cart when you go to check out. So do that. There are reliably low prices for every single customer, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or somebody that does this as a, a side hustle or an actual business. It's easy for you to get there. All you got to do is go over to rockauto.com and put locked on in the little box that says, how did you hear about us? That lets them know that we sent you over there. And it is what you want to do to make your life easier to get parts for your car or truck. Reliably, low prices, amazing selection, and all the parts you're ever going to need. Check out rockauto.com. So I immediately had a takeaway from the taco release. Did you have a, an instant reaction, a guttural one? Not really. I do think that I have a hard time seeing him play again in this league this year unless he's going to get healthy. So I could see him not being signed until maybe midseason. Uh, if, if he's really not healthy, that's the big question mark. And obviously, Kansas City doesn't think he, he's healthy or he'd still be here because, in my opinion, he's still better than Tim Ward. Granted, he hasn't shown it yet this year, but we saw last year he could be productive in the NFL. He just isn't the same player this year, and I don't think that's age. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, he's notably better than Tim Ward. He's a notably better pass rusher than anybody on this roster outside of Chris Jones and Frank Clark. The question is, A, is when, he, when is he going to be healthy? And B, does he have the right attitude to get there? I can't say that I've seen any kind of optimism or I didn't see hustle out there when I was watching drills. Even the basic things, the things that help you get better, I didn't see it. And I don't know if that's what it comes down to, 
But Andy made it, he wasn't very, I would say, definitive about him continuing. He said he hopes that he hooks on with someone else. That is a bit wishy-washy for a guy that I think really has the talent to play in this league. The question is, is the drive there? Yeah, he's got to have the want. And honestly, you saw more practice than I obviously have. So if you saw that, that doesn't shock me near as much. I do think that when you look at what this is going to mean for this roster, to me, Kansas City still needs a pass rusher. I I don't feel comfortable with what they have. I wish that they could go out and find somebody. But obviously, like I said, this is a premium position. You're not going to be able to find somebody this time of year unless you're going to give up premium picks. There is going to be a veteran let go somewhere, I'm pretty sure. Whether they can actually produce or not, that's going to that's, be the <laughs> That's the key. Can they produce? Can they help? But there's going to be somebody I think they might take a look at because my guttural reaction was twofold. By letting go of Taco early, not the final cutdown, you, you've reached your conclusion and your evaluation that you don't need to see the third preseason game. That stood out to me in a negative way because that tells you that you haven't seen enough to even get him there. Yep. But it also says that, A, you're comfortable that this hamstring thing with Frank is not serious. And for a guy that's had a, a number of things going on physically over the last couple of seasons, I, I feel like that's significant. And the other thing is the off the field stuff that I think a suspension is likely coming. They're comfortable that it's not going to come until after this season, until after various court dates or whatever else that they're going to have Frank Clark available for this season and not have to worry about it until 2022. I guess you and I are going to be on different sides of the fence on that one. I actually don't think that's what it means because when I look at it, I look at it as saying that they can't afford to keep two injured guys on the roster. And that's the way I look at it. I understand what you're saying and I get it. But to me, it says, I don't know that it says anything really about Frank Clark, but there's no way that they feel like they can keep Taco Charleston on the roster based on what he can provide considering he wasn't healthy most of last year. Okay. Yeah. That is the other side of the coin. Especially when you start talking about Alex has injuries now Frank has injuries. If that, if even if this hamstring for Frank is not severe and not anything to worry about long term, they have a tendency of reoccurring. You know, and he's had the other things. He's had the shoulder. He's had the viral bug. I still don't know if his gut's right. Like there are a number of things going on, and so you have to make sure that you double down and you have effective backups. I just can't see jettisoning one, even if he's not living up or not going to live up to your expectations in the first half of the season. It, it feels like a risk that they wouldn't take unless they they felt pretty comfortable. And I get that. I guess I'm looking at it and saying that I don't think that they think he could be ready in the first couple of weeks of the season. And the question is, is who can help you? Yeah. And honestly, the risk that they take about keeping him is if they keep him, then they have to cut some young guy and they risk losing that young guy. Is it worth it? Maybe. Uh, or is it possible that they're looking at Charleston and saying, okay, well, maybe he'll be available you know, week six, week seven, maybe we, you know, we put them on IR, but we have to keep on the on the roster for final cutdown and do that. And you risk other players. And and that's a very good point. Um, because I don't know if there's going to be a lot of interest right away. There is a significant possibility here. If the rules remain that you can put guys with a crude season onto the practice squad, he might not get signed until after cuts. He might be available when you have to put LDT on the initial roster and then cut him and then you can bring somebody back, he could be a candidate for that. He could be a candidate for the practice squad too. I can't imagine he's back in Kansas City. Personally, I, I think that he has taken his last down in Kansas City based on what Reed said. Yeah. 
I, I just I I can't see him back here. The, the interesting thing, you start looking at what that means for other numbers on the roster, and, and we've talked about you know you talked about DTs, we talked about DN a little bit. I'm guessing they probably only keep five linebackers. So if they're going five linebackers, then you're sitting at five corners or four corners and six eight or sorry five corners and five safeties or five corners and four safeties, you know, you're going to be sitting there at that position of, you know, 10 in the DB group, probably nine or 10 in the DB group, five in the linebacker group. Maybe you keep six, although I have a hard time seeing that they are going to keep six. Um, So, you know, you're going to have a lot of questions that you're going to have to get answered. And honestly, the bigger questions honestly are on offense. And those questions become because, you're sitting here in a situation, and I know football is a fantasy football, but when you have the number one fantasy football quarterback, you have the number two wide receiver, you have the number one tight end, your running back's number 11, you're already loaded on offense. Mm-hmm. So you have a, ta- a lot of top-end talent. The problem is who you got below it. Yeah. Tight end, I think they have talent. Running back, I think they have okay talent. Wide receiver? I don't know. I mean, you have guys. You guys, Byron Pringle is is going to probably be a starter, I would guess. At least that's the way it looked. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like Byron Pringle, but he hasn't started yet in his career. And McCall Hardman, I mean, he has explosion and he he can do great things for you. Can he do it as as the number two wide receiver? I don't know. No, nope, we're going to find out though, right? But you don't have that other and, – and Powell hasn't done what you would want him to do to be able to expect that he can do anything this season. Right. At least this point. So I have a feeling that he – Is likely going to go to the practice squad as well. That's kind of how I feel. And Chris's video will be back eventually. But for day, I think we'll sign off because we're running out of time anyway. Uh, the Powell thing will make itself known, I think, in the final preseason game. We'll let you know what we think of that. Matt's going to be back with us here day after tomorrow and we'll have more for you coming up as well so thank you for taking the time make sure you like and sub over on the youtube channel and go ahead if you're an apple user go ahead and go over to spotify just get signed up there and there chris is back he's a spotify guy it's all right <laughs> podcast addict, but thank you <laughs> yeah okay close enough um because you never quite know what's going to happen with apple it's been pretty rocky lately so uh if you want to back up or you want to make sure that you don't miss any episodes um, go subscribe on another platform as well. And you, there's Amazon and Audible and the Odyssey app itself, our partners, all kinds of stuff. Make sure you check out Locked on Bets as well. We thank you for listening to us today. We'll be back with you tomorrow and we'll talk to you then. When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done.